0: well good evening everyone Uh, it's good good that you've tuned in to listen our sermon we're going to continue on in our faith book series and so i'm just going to pray read god's word and then we'll have our sermon and then we'll have a few questions for reflection for some of you will have been at the open encounters and well it's maybe good to keep us being fed over the next wee while as we're not able to gather and meet together so let's pray together before we begin Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for the truths found within it. And Lord, as we gather uh, around the screens to kind of join as one body, although we are separated and apart, Father, we thank you for your Son Jesus, that through faith in him, we are all united to him. And his victory is our victory. So, Father, help us to learn from your word tonight. As we continue this series in hebrews may our faith be bolder and more courageous this evening we ask this in jesus name amen so hebrews chapter 11 and we're going to begin at verse 23 by faith moses parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child And they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith Moses when he had grown up refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the other people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith he left Egypt not fearing the king's anger he persevered or endured because he saw him who is invisible by faith he kept the passover and the sprinkling of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of israel amen so we've been working through these characters in hebrews chapter 11 and we come to moses and while moses is a hugely influential figure and there's really no one quite like Moses for the Jew in Deuteronomy in the last chapter of that verses 10 to 12 it says this that no prophet has arisen in Israel like Moses whom the Lord knew face to face he did all the miraculous signs and wonders the Lord sent him to do in Egypt and then he goes on to say for no one has ever shown the might power or performed the awesome deeds that Moses did in the sight of all Israel was literally nobody greater than moses that of course is until christ comes himself and hebrews 3 gives an indication for that so flick back a few pages to hebrews 3 and verse 3 the writer says jesus has been found worthy of greater honor than moses so we're going to look tonight at verses 23 to 28 but you'll notice that Moses' life is summarized in verses 23 to 29, highlighting key moments or events in his life that spans 120 years. And if you cast your eye down, you'll see five by faiths. The last one, in verse 29, has got to do with the faith of the people of Israel. But the first one's remarkable it's the faith of his parents. So this evening, we're going to look at the four by faiths in 23 to 28. And we'll use those as our guide and as our structure this evening. Hugely significant moments. Moses, hugely significant moments, not just for his life, but for all of history. So our first point today, this evening, is faith in difficult times. Moses' parents were well and truly living in difficult times. In Exodus 1, we are are given insight into what life was like for God's people. In Egypt, they, although Joseph had done so much in that nation, he has long forgotten about. 400 years have passed and they have been told that they are becoming they have become slaves in chapter 1. They have built cities. They were worked ruthlessly, is the word used, from cities to working in the fields. And then the midwives had this awful order to kill on delivery, To uh, form a post-birth abortion. then in the chapter 2 we have this birth of this baby boy and the faith of his parents. The king's edict is to kill all the children, every male child to be post-birth aborted. But why does Moses' parents risk themselves? Why do they risk so much? Well Hebrews tells us it is by faith. Because of faith they defy the, the king's command. They hide their son. They take their baby and it is born. They look at the baby and see that he is a a fine child. A beautiful child. An amazing response in many ways by Moses' parents. That they weren't afraid of the king's Egypt, That they would hide him for three months. Because he was beautiful. Now have you ever seen an ugly baby? It's maybe a good job you're at home and can't answer that this evening. But whatever this special mark and Moses was there is something there is something about Moses that his parents know about this boy that they know there are purposes for him so by faith they take a risk to save their child and remember as we walk through Hebrews it's important that the context that these are, are Christians Hebrews surrounded by Rome and the threat of persecution and even death What an encouragement this is for them to have faith in difficult times and surely for us to have faith in difficult times, to be solely relying on God, to be looking to God, to be fixing our eyes on Jesus, as Hebrews 12 will go on and say. And after hiding for three months, they sent Moses into a mini ark, a basket, and they sail him down the river. God looks after Moses they send his big sister around to see where he ends up and Moses just so happens to be picked up by Pharaoh's daughter and ends up in the Pharaoh's palace just like Esther God is in all of these details they had a boldness in their faith yes the baby was no ordinary child but they weren't afraid of the king's edict. they had faith difficult times. Surrounded by death and slavery but they kept going. As an illustration for us of courage and boldness in our faith. Faith overcoming the fear of man. Faith as a gift of God's grace to help us in fear. It allows us to look away from human laws and trust and confide in our God. It allows us to turn to an unseen God in the midst of uncertainty and trial. Faith allows us to act. Arthur Pink says this, that faith regulates the affections. Faith regulates the affections. Faith allows us in the middle of doom and gloom to have and bring peace and joy. Faith subdues fears and produces courage. Faith sustains our hearts in in severe trials. Faith in Jesus in difficult times sustains us and helps us faith causes us to to act as we daily trust in him because isn't it amazing that the story of moses faith begins with his parents faith surely there's something significant enough for all of us the faith of his mom and dad a reminder for our young families that you know, to teach their children that you grow up in this kind of history yes, they sense a a purpose for this little boy, but they take a great risk. Their own personal well-being. They did what they shouldn't have done because they're surrounded by slavery, persecution, and death, but they all act by faith. They just didn't toss him into the river hopelessly. It's hardly a surprise to us that Pharaoh's daughter wanted to keep the baby. That Moses' sister was able to get a wet nurse that so happened to be his mother. Moses was kept through his parents faith and God's hand they had faith in difficult times yes but they also nurtured Moses faith in difficult times requires action to listen to God's word and to pass it second faith values Christ above all else see by faith Moses has made a decision to go with God's people Rather than going against God and with, along with Pharaoh, he rejects Egypt. He is the prince who ran away to give up all the, the financial help that he could have. And these verses are really pointing to verse 11 to 15 of Exodus 2, where Moses sees an Egyptian beating a Hebrew slave and he decides to kill the Egyptian and bury him. But in verse 15, it is uncovered Pharaoh's. The, the, what Moses had done is uncovered. Pharaoh hears what he's done and tries to kill Moses. So Moses flees. There's 40 years between his birth and this moment. Many years have passed. But Hebrews tells us it's an action of faith. In Egypt, Moses had all the security for himself. Because outside of the palace there wasn't much. Instead of living it up, the alternative was slavery why would he give it all up? Because he realised he could not identify himself with Israel, with God's people, with his people, as he describes in Exodus 2 and with the Egyptians at the same time. Moses is taught, brought up by Pharaoh's daughter. Stephen tells us in his sermon in Acts 7 that Moses was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. But in spite of all of his training in Pharaoh's court, Moses decided to act out his faith in the God of Israel and severed his ties with Pharaoh's daughter. Instead of being looked on in favour in the palace, he decided to be mistreated as one of God's people. He recognised that he couldn't do both things. We, and we can't be friends of the world and friends with God at the same time. We can't be happy in the world and happy with God's people. Moses makes a radical decision. Some of you would have been Moses' aides uh, as Moses acts this, younger or older. And like Moses, you have to decide what you're going to do to follow properly or kind of tiptoe your way through this world. Are you really going to live as God's follower? Do what is crazy and take your stand for Jesus properly. Just like Moses. Because Moses, as someone describes it, ups for treasure rather than pleasure. Egypt offered offered social status, material gain. But he goes to the Israelites. Why? I think this is amazing. He all does it for the sake of Christ. Moses, like Paul, who said, I counted all loss for the sake of knowing Christ Jesus. Paul says i wouldn't go near the things of this world because of jesus and this is what moses says see faith includes a definite turning away from the world from those things that oppose god and moses decided he'd be much better to side with god's people rather than the luxuries of egypt moses deliberately removed his hrh as being one in the palace his privileges and His privileges and pleasures would disappear the people who raised him who had taught him who gave him so much who invested so much in him he'd rather leave and go with god see pharaoh's palace is an unusual place to find one of god's people and we find ourselves in unusual places and certainly in an unusual time in the world we learn that christ has to be greater value than anything else, even toilet roll. These Hebrew Christians, they are under threat as they receive this letter. They have seen some drop off in their faith. They've some of them have gone the way of the world because it is hard. And the writer tells them to have faith, have faith that values Christ above all else. The earthly riches are worthless. Moses. Jesus to go with his rich ancestry rather than the 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 riches and authority of the palace and for some of us we need to go back to our heritage rather than this world this prince would run away into the wilderness to be exiled and opposed pharaoh putting his life under threat because of his faith far easier to be bathing in the palace and wealth and standing But Moses recognises, the writer tells us here that the pleasures of sin are not eternal, they're only temporary. Moses gives them all up because of Christ. Moses looks past the situation. Pharaoh's anger, what he might have had in the palace, and he understands that God is greater than Pharaoh. One of those slippery mornings when there's ice on the ground... Sarah was heading off to school, and she normally looks like Buckaroo she leaves through the back door. You know, the coat on, the scarf, a couple of bags, uh, her lunch bag, a file maybe, and her beloved cup of tea, or in a keepy cup. And as she walks up just a slight slope, away she went, bags off, file up, and as it starts to fall, pages come out, it crash lands, and burst and there's pages all over the place but the most important thing is okay that's her her cup of tea her tea not a drop was spilt her tea was valuable she held on to it and we often hold on to the things that we love most or we value most but what does the writer of hebrews tell us well Moses regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ of greater value than the treasures of Egypt. Our faith in Jesus must have greater value above all else. It is Christ that we have to hold tightly to. He is the most valuable thing to us. Moses knows there is to be a reward. Just like the the people in verse 16 of Abraham and others, they look forward to a heavenly city with all their riches. Well, so does Moses. Moses' focus is on Christ. Christ. How can his focus be on Christ? Well, Moses must have known the promises, the promise of Abraham to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the promise of that one who had come to bless all nations, the the promise of a land and a people. He also must have known about the seed in Genesis three. Moses, he has no idea of the person and work of Jesus Christ. But we do. Moses relied on God's word. The promise to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob and all the way back to the garden. That a person from them would bless all nations. The Messiah, the Christ. See Christ is central to the Old Testament as well as the New. Moses knew this spiritual perspective on life. On Christ would be far better than the riches he would have in Egypt, Egypt's court. There is a reward for us who trust in Christ, not because of merit, but because of his work. Thirdly, faith is enduring. In verse 27, this is the third by faith. And says he endured or persevered because he saw him who is invisible. Moses simply opts for the invisible rather than the visible. Paul says that we are to fix our eyes not on what is seen but what is unseen. In Second Corinthians, those things that are are temporary, are not those things that are temporary but rather eternal. He endured. He gave up the now for the future moses had heard god's word he trusted it and with all that he would experience in his lifetime his faith is durable his faith persevered he endures he endured leaving egypt all behind but this endured word here that is used occurs in the new testament once here and it carries this idea of being strong steadfast or patient but it's used in the old testament so, Old Testament written in Hebrew, but the Greek translation of that uses this word once in Job. After Job has lost his sons and daughters, his livestock in chapter 2, his painful sores from his head down to his toes, and his wife says to him, are you still holding? Are you still holding fast to your integrity? The word that described Job, holding fast, endured this is what's used to describe moses so why does moses have to be strong steadfast patient endure in his faith there's maybe many different reasons to that but how many times does he have to go backwards and forwards backwards and forwards to pharaoh to say to him this is what the lord says let my people go surely it's an incredibly appropriate word to describe moses faith Having to flee Egypt. Have to endure difficulties with God's people. And how was he able to endure all this? He saw him who was invisible. Nothing will help us endure in this life. To get through all the difficulties and trials. The uncertainty of our finances in these days. The uncertainty of our our health. Of our job security. Of our exams or further study. To endure all of that. We look to God. We look to Jesus. We see Jesus. Because this verse though it says Moses saw the invisible one. The, the Greek is a continuous so it is he was seeing and seeing and seeing and seeing. Moses kept seeing Jesus and for us to endure, have faith that endures, we need to keep seeing Jesus. Keep seeing Jesus in his Word. Finally, faith brings salvation. Verse 28, by faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. Very obviously, verse 28 refers to the Passover, which we read about in Exodus 11 and 12, with the death of the firstborn. And God gives Moses instructions of what to do in Exodus 12. The people of Israel are instructed to take a year old lamb and without defect and they are to slaughter the lamb. Then in verse 7, they take some blood and put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. Why do they do this? In Exodus 12, 13, The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. The blood of the lamb on the top of the door frames of the people's homes was to bring salvation. Moses trusted God's word and implemented what God had said. Moses trusted the blood of the lamb would be sufficient to escape God's wrath. The children of Israel were saved because of the sprinkled blood of this lamb on the doorposts of their home. The blood was a sign for the destroyer to to pass over, but it was also a sign for the people to know that they would be safe. And the sprinkled blood of Jesus for the believer ensures that we will be safe. For Christ is that Passover lamb. Paul says that in 1 Corinthians 5 For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed, his blood has been shed for our sins. He is the Passover lamb, the the lamb without defect, the one who is without sin, the perfect sacrifice for our sins, so that through faith, his blood means that we will have salvation through faith. Faith in Jesus brings salvation. See, Moses, he'd been brought up by, he had been born to parents who had faith, he had refused. To be called Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to suffer with God's people. Rather than the splendour of the Egyptian palace. He chose Christ. And his eternal riches. Over the riches of the palace. In Egypt. But he had faith. That brought salvation. You can be brought up. By parents. Who have had faith. A church that normally. Would have lots to do. You might have. Turned away from the things of this world. You might not chase after the pleasures and riches of this world. But if you do not trust in Jesus, it's all in vain. Turning away from the world is not enough. We need to have faith in the Lamb of God, in Jesus Christ. There are some of you who have been coming to church on a really regular basis. You come along and you enjoy church. You enjoy the, the preaching, the praise, the prayers and do you know what over time your behavior has changed you aren't living maybe in short term pleasures of this world anymore you're not chasing after your behavior has changed but you need to trust in jesus it is faith in jesus that brings salvation jesus blood was shed he was crucified for our sin so that in all of life We can have faith in him and whatever goes on in life, we rest secure in the finished work of Jesus that allows us to have faith in difficult times. Jesus ensures that in our faith we have to value him above all else because that helps us endure because we know for sure that faith in Jesus brings our salvation. Amen. Here are a few of the questions to reflect upon. Number one, how can we pass on our faith to your children? That's maybe appropriate with things going on at the moment. You have more time at home and less influence from baby or Sunday school or encounter. Second, is there anything I value above Christ? Third, how does Christ's finished work encourage me? Four, What is the link between the passover and christ and five just very simply what did you find most encouraging or challenging so folks have a wee think about that and feel free to contact us as well over the next wee while but let me close in prayer our heavenly father we thank you for the finished work of jesus Lord, we thank you that you give us this gift of faith to trust in him. For Lord, without him, we would not have the eternal riches to look forward to. And Father, we thank you for this certain hope we have in Christ. For whatever comes our way, we know we are secure through his blood. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen.